0: Catholic commentary. Spiritual warfare. Stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Jesus 911.
1: Soul Patrol, Jesus 911. This is a two man car. My name is Jess Romero. My partner, Paul Clay. Psalm 84, I want to start off the show with Psalm 84. My soul is longing and yearning for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cry out to the living God. Amen. Amen. We are on duty. Paul, are you on duty, my friend? Yes. Nice nice to have you back, Jess. Yeah, I was gone for a week. I was uh, busy uh, in South Carolina and in New Mexico as well. Uh, f- for a week, I was actually taking a, ca- a course uh, I was studying. I try to study at least once a year, t- take a whole week off just to purify my uh, understanding of the Catholic faith. So I took a week off mm-hmm. to do some deep diving, uh, studying. And then the next uh, couple of days I went out to New Mexico to go preach preach the infallible gospel of Jesus Christ as understood by the Roman Catholic Church for the last 2,000 years. Amen. Amen. <laughs> yep. Hey, Paul, uh, the month of March for our listeners is devoted to St. Joseph. He's the patron saint of workers, families, homes, and a happy death. He's also the the, the uh, terror of demons. And uh, and so it's just a good practice during the month of March. When you end your prayers, I've been doing this for a long time. It's just it's just kind of a, a normal for me to end my prayers. I'll say, St. Joseph, terror of demons, pray for us. It's one mm-hmm. of his titles, and it's a title that, that, that obviously... Uh, causes a lot of uh, it causes uh, demons to 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 flee to your presence when you invoke the name of Saint Joseph. Paul, I want to talk to you about somebody else who's not the terror of demons. He's probably some he's a, a collaborator with demons. His name is he's an Israeli uh, intellectual. His name is Yuval Noah Harari. Uh, the article here says, Harari uh, on COVID-19, the biggest danger is not the virus itself. Hmm. So, Paul, who is Yuval Noah Harari and why should we be concerned with this guy?
2: <laughs> well, yes. listen, uh, I wasn't familiar with him until I got the article. But I got to tell you, uh, uh, his, you know, uh, his article... You know, actually, when I read the article, I was like, I wonder where Jess is going with this, because there's a couple of things he says in here that seem right, <laughs> uh, you know, but you have to unpack it, particularly when you look at the individual. Who is he? You know, what is his worldview? Where is he coming yes. from? And uh, this guy
1: is he's dangerous. Is,
2: yeah, I would say he is uh, uh, right out of the uh, the mold of uh, George Soros. Uh, in the intellectual arena, okay, he's Jewish, he's a, a, a Israeli, he uh, and he um, his viewpoints uh, are pretty interesting.
1: <laughs> yeah, Paul, I, I would classify him as a young George Soros. Uh, he's an apostate Jew, and what I mean by that, he even denies his own heritage. He's a secular humanist who denies the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. But just like you and I, and and this guy Yuval. In short time, we will all be standing before the judgment seat of Christ. The God who he denied and blasphemed, uh, life is short. uh, In a blink of an eye, we'll all be standing before the judgment seat of Christ. And I hope he repents before that, because this guy, this academic, is doing a lot of damage, Paul.
2: Yeah, he's a professor at at Hebrew university in Jerusalem. And he's also the author of a book called uh, Sapiens, um, A Brief History of Humankind, Homo Deus, uh, Jess, I got to tell you, um, he is, you know, entrenched in, um, Darwinism, the theory of evolution. Uh, he believes in global warming. Uh, he is just, uh, the opposite of everything that, uh, we think is, uh, important or sacred.
1: <laughs> uh, well, and, 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 and he goes, well, you just, those categories that you just named, he goes against four thousand years of Jewish understanding and a Jewish worldview based on, you know, based on the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Yeah, we
2: talk uh, about how acad- uh, academia, uh, in particular, you know, has just been uh, taken over by uh, by the left, Jess. And this is just another prime example. They are birthing out uh, disciples. Uh, uh, to their um, philosophical viewpoint, you know, over and over again, and they're re- literally attempting to try to change uh, the, you know, the the course of the world and the direction that we're heading. If you know, we we believe in in the church that the church has, uh, you know, subdued the world and we you know, and 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 brought the truth of Christ to the world, and you see this huge push to. Uh, uh, you know, say that the church, you know, that we're nothing but a bunch of colonialists who forced uh, the religion of Christianity on the indigenous all around the world. And it's time for something new, something better. And, and that something better uh, is going to lead us right to the Antichrist.
1: Th- that's right. This guy, Professor Yuval Harari, uh, this guy is all about build back better. Uh, mm-hmm. again, but, but build back better, according to man's understanding. He's big into technology. Uh, let me share some of the things that the article says here that concerned yeah. me about him. It says, um, "Professor Yuval Noah Harari, whose company donated one million to the World Health Organization, explains how the decisions we make today on COVID nineteen will change our future." So he's all about <laughs> he, yeah he's all about changing the future by yeah, man's uh, efforts, not not by God's providence
2: yeah yes he recognizes that decisions have consequences, right and on uh, uh, that we agree decisions that we make do have consequences but uh, he wants to take it in a completely different direction.
1: yeah, the article says um, they ask him a question Professor Harari, we're in the midst of a global pandemic. What concerns you most about the world about the world is about how the world is changing he says this Harari, Yuval Harari. I think the biggest danger is not the virus itself. Humanity has all the scientific knowledge and technological tools to overcome the virus. The really big problem is our own inner demons, our own hatred, greed, and ignorance. I'm afraid that people are reacting to this crisis, not with global solidarity. There we go, this Mm -hmm. one world government, this globalism. But with hatred, blaming other countries, blaming ethnic and religious minorities. But I hope that we'll be able to develop our compassion and not our hatred to react with global solidarity, which will develop our generosity to help people in need, and that we develop our ability to discern the truth and not believe all these conspiracy theories. Mm. Another
2: buzzword, huh?
1: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) If we do that, I have no doubt that we can easily overcome this crisis. So when you read this article, you'll see a couple things. He doesn't believe in God. In fact, he stated that clearly in other interviews. He's a globalist. He believes in the solidarity of man without the fatherhood of God. Guess what, Paul, we call that Freemasonry.
2: That's right. You know, uh, you know, he talked about truth, Jess, thy word is truth. We need look no further than the word of God for truth. You know, we hear constantly from the left, Jess, trust the science, you know. Uh, well, we know that that has proven to be flawed. And if you doubt me, just pick any period in history and look at what science believed at the time. And you'll see one thing about science, Jess, it changes, right? It's constantly <laughs> changing. And uh, we, we learned that through the pandemic, uh, uh it, it, you know rapidly but uh you know so since science changes we we can comfort ourselves in knowing that the word of god abides
1: forever it does not change it's a constant amen here's something else that i want to point out it says uh they ask him a question how do i know whom how do i know whom or what to trust yuval harari says if you have politicians who have been lying to you for a couple of years, then you have less reason to trust them in this emergency. He's referring mm. to Trump right there. That's a that's oh, he yeah. Trump. Yeah. Then, he's, oh. second, then he says, second, you can ask questions about the theories the, that people are telling you. If somebody comes up with some conspiracy theory about the origin and the spread of the coronavirus, ask this person to explain to you what a virus is and how it how it causes disease. If the person has no clue which means they have no basis, no basic scientific knowledge, then don't believe anything else this person is telling you about the coronavirus epidemic. So notice what he's doing, Paul. He's speaking out against conservatives, patriots, politicians, (laughs) people of faith. Okay? That's who he's speaking out against clearly.
2: Yeah, Justin, you can hear the arrogance in his statement. He's telling you what to believe. He says, hey, if they can't answer this question for you, then don't listen to anything they say. You know. Uh, well, you know, you know. Even even I can learn even from a person who has a dissenting viewpoint from me. I can learn at least what his opinion is. So, uh, but these people on the left, they want to essentially tell us uh, they're elitists. They want to tell us what to believe and they want to control the narrative in every way possible. And so, uh, again, it's easy to use a term like conspiracy theorists and, uh, you know, they put that label on you and it's like, oh, it's time to, you know, put you in the rubber room, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah, essentially that's what they wanted, you know? And, and this idea that, you know, somehow, uh, you know, he's educated on the issue. If you can explain to me exactly how a virus works, then, you know, uh, other than that, I'm not going to listen to anything you say. Well, we know good and well that uh, there's there, there there are things such as biolabs. We also know that uh, and we learned through this pandemic that uh, gain of function research did occur and that uh, people will manipulate the viruses, you know, in the uh, uh, you know, under the guise of scientific research, but if these viruses and pathogens do get out, they can wreak havoc and they can be weaponized.
1: So, what part of that isn't he understanding? Paul, he's an elitist. It's uh, yeah. It, it, he he basically has contempt for everybody else that doesn't uh, share his worldview. You're listening to Jesus 911. Two cops, retired cops that love Jesus, love Our Lady, love the Catholic faith. We want to win souls for Christ. Come, Lord Jesus, come. We'll be right back. Continue talking about Yuval Harari, young Jorsoro clone.
0: Now, back to Jesus 911. If this call is not an emergency, dial 888-526-2151.
2: And Jess, you know, thinking about this, uh, looking at this article from Yuval Harari, uh, listen to this line here. In recent years, we have seen various populist politicians attacking science, saying that scientists are some remote elite, disconnected from the people, saying that things like climate change are just a hoax, you shouldn't believe them. Boy, this sounds exactly like a reference to Trump right there, you know, uh, you know. Uh, but in this moment of crisis all over the world, we see that people do trust science more than anything else. That line just again, it just it shows you what this guy's point of view is. Um,
1: he's got the, an agenda, Paul. He's got he's got an, he's got an agenda. He's got to lift this progressive uh, agenda. And he's he's using his academic credentials to sow uh, confusion. Because people are going to say, he's got a PhD. You got to listen to him. Yeah. (laughs) Let me tell you who also had a PhD. Joseph Stalin had a PhD. Adolf Hitler had a PhD. Saddam Hussein had a PhD. Some of the worst monsters, Paul, in in, in history, in world history, have been highly educated men.
2: Yeah. I'm reminded of the scripture that says, professing to be wise, they became fools. Uh, you know, you can just take that one little blurb of scripture and apply it to them. You know,
1: <laughs> a- absolutely. So we're talking about uh, a guy named uh, a a history professor at the Hebrew University of Jerusalem, named Yuval Noah Harari. In my opinion, he's guys a young George Soros. He wrote a book. It's called Homo Deus. Back in 2017, in his book, Paul, this 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 uh, Jewish uh, professor argues that there is no God, that yeah. human per- that the human person has no soul. That we have no free will, for yeah. him, for, for Yuval uh, Noah Harari, he for him, he uh, human beings are just merely a succession of chemical reactions and algorithms that interact and evolve with nature. Boy, oh, boy, is this guy's going to be surprised at his judgment? Well, it, yeah, yeah, go ahead, Paul.
2: Yeah, it just goes to show you that um, you know, from the time of of Christ. And it mentions in the Bible, you know, from a theological standpoint of view, you know, the Jew, well, the Jewish people, they, they no longer have the mantle of authority, Jess. That's and right. they no longer uh, and, and, and and sacred scripture tells us, you know, as far as we're concerned, a, a, you know, in, in relation to the gospel, they are enemies. For the sake, of, you know, for the sake of the gospel,
1: what, they what have you made, just, what, what you just said is true, yeah, and it's very yeah. unpopular. Most Catholics would not have said what you said. I stand with you, hundred percent. They have don't no courage anymore to say what you just said. But what you said is right from God's word, God's holy A, word.
2: Exactly. The argue, so don't argue with me. Argue with what God has to say about it, because Paul was inspired by the Holy Spirit when he said that. So uh, we have to understand. That uh, if that that being the case, uh, it takes uh, the spirit of God in order to discern truth, especially in this confusing world. And um, if you, uh, you know, you know, traditionally and we know just that I hate to say it like that, but uh, many Jewish people today have abandoned the faith of Abraham. They have, you know, they have, you know, they live you know, as secularized people who just simply, uh, well, like a lot of Catholics, unfortunately, who just show up to to uh, on Christmas and Easter. You know, you know they go to Hanukkah and, and, and different events, but that's about it. You know, and 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 they, you know, they they tap into that ethnic bond rather than the spiritual bond. But because guess what? Because the spiritual bond there is. Um, uh, it is lacking because the, the spirit of God, uh, uh, at least the last time I checked uh, uh, in, in, you know, in the upper room, you know, descended upon the apostles and Mary. And, uh, you know, that's what we Catholics have, you know, in order to overcome some of these challenges in the world. And, and uh, you know, Jesus said that he was going to give us the, the, uh, the spirit to guide us in all truth. And he's speaking about the
1: church there in particular. Paul, not, the very, all, yeah, not
0: all,
2: yeah, not all the people of the world.
1: <laughs> there's a very unpopular statement in in Revelation chapter two verse nine, where our Lord talks about the synagogue of Satan. Yes. Very unpopular term. Yes. Well, what does synagogue of Satan mean? It means though because the new Jew, the new Israel, is the church under Christ. And so the synagogue of Satan would be those that believe that you can still be saved by the Old Testament rites and rituals and ceremonial washings. That's the synagogue of Satan. If somebody who is holding on to being a carnal Jew and not a spiritual Jew under Christ and Christ, our Lord in the book of Revelation had powerful words for that, the synagogue of Satan. Well, guess what, Paul? Yuval doesn't even qualify to be part. This guy's an atheist. This guy's a God-hating atheist. He doesn't even qualify to be a a part of the synagogue of Satan. Uh, Another thing that he said here, again, the guy's just a pure leftist. He says, I hope we remember this not only during this crisis, but also once the crisis is over, that we take care to give students in school a good scientific education about what viruses and the theory of evolution are. And also that when scientists warn us about other things besides epidemics like about climate change and ecological collapse, we will take their warnings with the same seriousness that we now take what they say about the coronavirus epidemic. Stop there. This guy is a pure leftist, godless ideologue that pushes all the globalist elite talking points. Look what he says in one paragraph. Theory of evolution, climate change, ecological collapse. Uh... Yeah, Paul. This is, and again, this guy's very influential in the world scene right now. This guy's uh, very connected with uh, Klaus Schwab, uh, the World Economic Forum. Uh, uh, this guy is, uh, again, he, this guy. His books are very influential. Again, once, especially with the uh, with the elite class, with the educated class, and, and and this guy, this guy, Harari. It's very clear that when you read his interviews, he looks at the world with two class of citizens you know, the elites and the non elites, Paul comments.
2: Yeah. Um, I, you know, just, I think we, you know, enough said about this guy, if we, uh, you know, if anybody wants to read the article, I'm sure yeah. it's going to be posted, but, uh, <clears throat> it just, once again, this just confirms everything that we've been saying throughout the whole year. Uh, there's a battle going on and there's, there's, you know there's there there's the line of Cain and then there's the line of uh, the godly line of Seth in the world and 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 there's a battle going on out there and right now uh it seems like uh the godly line of Seth has somehow uh forgotten its roots somehow uh you know like, like and it's typical i mean if we look at you know the the whole history of God and His relation to man. Man is constantly, you know, we're the sheep that are wandering, you know, out 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 on dangerous terrain, and you know, and, and the shepherd always has to go out and 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 bring them back. And uh, this is one of those times where right now there's just a a huge push uh, from you know uh, from the Aints, the saints, and the Aints. Right, these guys are the Aints, and there's just a huge push. To uh, bring about a, a whole different world, a world created in the image of man. And, uh, you know, rather than the church, you know, um, you know, conforming to the uh, image of Christ, you see the church even pushing towards conforming to the image of the world. And that's a dangerous place to be.
1: We, we And we got to push back, Paul, as people of yeah, faith. Uh, absolutely. Ra- as soldiers for Christ, uh, rank and file lay people, we've got to push back. No, oh, yeah. Uh, no matter what, no matter what uh, you know, we're going to take, uh, you know, you're going to be persecuted. Today's gospel, a pro- at Holy Mass, a, pro- a prophet is not welcome in his own place. You may even be persecuted in your own diocese, your own parish. But we got to push back against these things that are not Catholic, these things that are just uh, globalist, secularist, humanist propaganda. One thing I will say, Paul, is that God still has a plan for the Jewish people. In no Romans, doubt. In, yeah, in Romans chapter 11, verses 25 to 32, Say Paul talks about uh, he he talks about this mystery that's going to be revealed in the fullness of time, and he says that 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 is the number ordained by God of the Gentiles has entered the kingdom of God. Then all Israel will be converted and saved. So yeah. this is part of eschatology. God has a plan for the Jewish people; those yeah. that, the Jewish people of goodwill, uh, the, the 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 conversion yeah. of a mass amount of Jewish people. Will be brought about before the second coming of Jesus Christ, based on what Saint Paul writes from Romans chapter nine to Romans chapter eleven. So it's not like again, like we're we're not kicking them to the and, curb, we're kicking man yeah. down
2: the road. Yeah, and we're not anti-Semitic in any way. Oh, but no. we just you know we're just stating the facts. I mean, this this isn't the first time they God's people have strayed, you know, uh, uh, away from God. I mean, uh, sacred scripture tells us, Jess. Until that day that you mentioned happens, they have eyes that see not. They have ears that hear not to this very day, right? Um, so we know that, you know, if we're, we're not going to be looking to them, uh, you know, as purveyors of the truth in this sense, uh, yeah, it, it, are some of the things that they come out with true? Of course, you know, even a broken clock has the correct time twice a day, but in the end, we know that ultimate truth and ultimate fulfillment in God's plan only comes by God
1: and through His Spirit. Amen. Paul, the last thing that I'll point out about this uh, the, this article is that Yuval Harari, he talks at the end of the article about robots. Uh, and, and it's it, when you read the, the last paragraph, I mean, these globalists, without a doubt, Yuval Harari and these other globalists, they're very partial to the idea of having robots do our work. He calls at the end of the article, he calls blue-collar labor job workers, quote, a useless class of people. And again, this is why, again, you have a lot of these globalists. uh, They're talking about now the next evolution of man called transhumanism. They keep pushing their ideas. They keep pushing the borders. First, we went from transsexuals. Twenty-five years ago, remember when we used to work at the county jail. We had a transsexual section, okay. And then we now moved over the again absurdity keeps pushing it the agenda. Now we have, as of a couple of years ago, transgender. Okay, we got men competing in women's sports and beating up these young girls. And now we're mo- The ridiculous, the the diabolical confusion keeps pushing the borders. Now we're into transhumanism. It's this kind of this. Half human, half cyborg like the Terminator. And this guy, Professor Yuval Noharari, he's, he's completely down with all of this, Paul. Yeah, yeah.
2: listen. And, and, and what's the trend here with all this trans, Jess? The trend is I'm not content with how God made me. I want to be something other. And I'm free to choose something other. But, you know, God is the one who has set the boundaries, Jess. And when man has basically uh, disconnected himself from God and usurped the position of God, then he becomes the final arbiter of truth. And that truth, the Bible
1: says there's a way that seems right to a man, but that way leads to death. Jesus 9 two-man card, two retired cops that love the Lord. We'll be right back. We're going to be talking about the homo heresy. Uh... That we're dealing with right now. We'll be right back.
0: Now, back to Jesus 911. If this call is not an emergency, dial 888 526 2151. Soul Patrol, Jesus 911, two
1: man car. This priest that we're going to mention right now, his name is Father Darius Oko. He's a Polish Catholic priest. This priest is a hero. This priest is looking at jail time of 120 days in jail and a fine of 4,800 euros. Why? For exposing homosexuality in the Catholic Church. This guy is a whistleblower. He's a John the Baptist, and he's a hero. If he goes to jail, he's going to go to jail, being persecuted for for righteousness' sake. Man, this article, Paul. It's called the Triumph of Porno Theology. So last week, the criminal proceedings. By the way, it's 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 the German courts that are prosecuting this uh, Polish priest. Surprise, surprise. Which is yes, which is another uh, you know uh, light on the
2: fact that when you become part of the European Union, you know, you become, uh, uh, you fall under their, uh, their authority as, you know, so nationalism and national laws and things are trumped by this international law, these international ideas and their ideology is not friendly to what we believe to Christianity. In fact, it's in opposition and he can't even, uh, discuss what's going on in his own house, Jess. You see, it's it's one thing, you know, they're saying, oh, you know, if, if, if you're saying something that, you know, seems to apply to everybody out there, but he's talking about what's going on in the Catholic church and they're coming down on him. And when the, and when the world is defending the church, what does that tell
1: you about the church right now? <laughs> huh? Right. Yeah. So this, this article is called the triumph of porno theology two priests whistleblowers father Darius Oko I've known about him for years this guy's one of my heroes and the other priest father Johannes Storr okay both these guys are looking at criminal charges by german courts like you said Paul because Poland is part of the european part of the european union so what have these guys done that's wrong these guys have been publishing scientific articles which show the mechanism by which homosexual networks in the Catholic Church sexually corrupt and exploit minors and adults. Again, so these two priests, Paul, are exposing what we would call the St. Gallen Mafia that runs the episcopacy in many parts of the world at the present moment, or we would also call it the Lavender Mafia. Uh Uh, And it's the German courts that are going after these two holy priests This is what we call the cancel culture. It's worse than cancel. They want to jail these two priests. Oh, yeah. Yeah, listen, uh, again,
2: and isn't it interesting that it's the German courts that are going after them? Why? Because we know that there is a big push right now in Germany by the German bishops to basically normalize homosexual relations. They want to change uh, uh, the moral view and the way the church looks at these things. And so no surprise there, Jess, uh, coming out of Germany, uh, you know, it's it, the European Union is also sanctioning right now Hungary uh, as well for their viewpoints in, uh, that don't com- conform to what they think uh, uh you know, member states of the European Union should uh, conform to.
1: That's right, Paul. Well, you know what this this shows me these two these two priests are also professors, and they're solid professors. Well, they're being censored, and and, yes. and uh, we're seeing the the fact that anybody who speaks out against the homo heresy, yes, they're they're silenced. Yes, you, you got the eight hundred pound gorilla, ju- you know, jumping on top of these. People of, of of that are proclaiming the truth, and uh, we just seem to for be forget. Well, the fa- the reason they're powerful because they're an international lobby. The homosexual movement is an international lobby. They're well established. They got a lot of financial support. They've been around since the 1980s. Uh, in fact, they were so powerful, Paul, this lobby that AIDS used to be called when they initially discovered it. It was called GRID gay related infectious disease but because the homosexual lobby is so powerful through through uh follow the money they were yep. able to have the medical community change it from grid gay related infectious disease to AIDS mm. deficiencies so it, it goes to show you how powerful this lobby is but this this term porn theology this is a term coined by Father Cornelio Fabro, uh, who to describe a particular progressive current that's overthrew Catholic moral teaching right after Vatican II in 1965. Mm. And this phenomenon emerged early in the 1970s and, it, and in a sense, infiltrated the teaching profession in the Catholic Church. And against this background, by the way, also in Protestantism as well. So I'm just not picking on, on, on us. On This is mainstream through Christianity. And, and this is one of the reasons by the way that Pope Benedict the sixteenth was was attacked ferociously in fact in my opinion, I think history would, will will bear this out in fact, I would say that it was these prelates the 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 lavender mafia the the Saint gallen mafia though of homosexuals that in some way shape or form caused Pope Benedict the sixteenth to resign. I believe that history will vindicate that statement Wow, you know it's
2: no surprise, Jess we know. That Satan is the God of this world, and I and I mean God, little G. He has been given uh, 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 certain powers and authority in this world, uh, and the only thing that can uh, really uh, diffuse him and to take you know uh, take back that power is the Holy Spirit of God. We have been given a mandate by Christ to go out now. We've been given everything that we need. Uh, namely the holy spirit of god to go out and subdue this earth for christ but when the church begins fails in its mission when the church begins to set its mind on carnal things on fleshly things and i think we're going to start we're going to get into uh uh that in a, in the next article when we talk about fasting right and the benefits of fasting and how the bible uses you know contrast the spirit with the flesh with carnality. So this so I'm looking forward to that article, but back to what I was saying here. This uh uh anyway, I, I lost my train of thought on that where yeah, I was yeah. going.
1: Let me let me just mention something, Paul, that the Catholic Church, first of all, has has already rendered decisions on again homosexuals it, can't be part of the priesthood. The earliest the, the earliest council I found was the Council of Paris, eight eight nineteen A.D. The yeah. Council of Paris banned homosexual men from the priesthood. Then, uh, we, in eleven sixty nine A.D., at the fourth Lateran Council, at the th- I mean the third Lateran Council, the Church once again banned homosexuals from the priesthood. Then once again, twelve fifteen A.D. At the fourth Lateran Council, the church again banned yeah. homosexual men from becoming Catholic priests, uh, and and even as early as 1961, there's a document that it was written by Pope John the Twenty Third, right before Vatican II. It's uh, the document's called called uh, Vatican to enforce. Uh, Document Banning Homosexual Priests and Religious. 1961, right before Vatican II started, another document was issued by Pope John the Twenty-Third, banning homosexual men from the priesthood. Paul, the problem is, is we in the church or our prelates don't even listen to our own authoritative counsels and documents and just spurn these decisions, sweep them under the carpet, and... And we're paying a price.
2: Yeah. Uh, And we know that these truths cannot be changed, Jess, but they can be ignored. Right. Uh, Like I I use the example when President uh, Obama was in office, uh, when he chose to ignore certain laws uh, concerning immigration Uh, He just said, well, I'm choosing not to enforce those laws. You know, the the laws are on the books, but we're just going to ignore them. Well, it's the same kind of a thing here. You know, the teaching is set in stone. okay, and we know that it cannot be changed. And yet, pastorally, uh, you have people doing whatever comes to mind and they will push and push and push. In order to, you know, as if, Jess, as if the example of Sodom and Gomorrah in the Bible isn't Not enough. enough. Yeah. You know, we don't even have to go to all those decisions that have been rendered throughout uh, Catholic history. God, uh, this was an abomination to God. Why? Because God created man in the imago Dei. In the image of God, He created a male and female. Not LGBTQ. Not you know all of that stuff is a push from the God, little G, of this world to bring about a perversion
1: of of what God intended. That's right. And, and uh, there was even a great cardinal back in in, in the Middle Ages, a, a thousand years ago. His name's uh, Saint Peter Damien. He was mm-hmm. uh, he was a cardinal. And a thousand years ago, the church was once again, he's also a doctor of the church, St. Peter Damien, uh, cardinal and doctor of the church. Back, he died in 1072 AD. He wrote a book called uh, The Book of Gomorrah uh, wow. a, a thousand years ago, because wow. a thousand years ago, the church fell once again into this sin where there was a lot of sodomites amongst the priesthood. And this cardinal, and Doctor of the Church, St. Peter Damien, he railed against this and wrote yes. against this and fought to purify the church a thousand years ago. Well, guess what, Paul? That sin is right, it's back. But it's not only in the Catholic Church. I mean, it's in Hollywood, it's in amongst politicians, it's in Protestantism, it's in mainstream public schools. Paul, this is the demon that we're fighting with right now. Right. And, uh, yeah.
2: Yeah, it represents the spirit of the world, Yes. And so, uh, again, if the church, you know, fails to, uh, you know, shore itself up in, you know, and put on the full armor of God in every aspect, you know, th- you know, there's no difference. They're going they'll be compromised as well.
1: Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us amen. sinners now at the hour of our death. Amen. We'll talk about spiritual weapons, fasting. We're going to get into the theology of fasting. We'll be right back. Stick around.
0: Now, back okay, we'll, to we'll, we'll Jesus 911. If this call is not an emergency, dial 888 526 2151.
1: Soul Patrol, Jesus 911, two man car. Paul, the, the last thing I want to say about uh, these two brave priests, these whistleblowers that are looking at jail time, Father yes. Darius Oko and Father Johanna Storer, uh Number one, uh, they uh, God is going to vindicate them. Uh, yes you know they will be god vindicates all his prophets and i believe these two men are prophetic because it's it's very difficult paul as you well know to speak against the zeitgeist what does that mean spirit of the world yep and and where does the spirit of the world come from according to the book of james satan Mm -hmm. satan so whenever you're hearing lgbt transgender transhumanism uh, that's the zeitgeist that's the spirit of this world that comes from Satan, so uh, uh you know God uh, give these these priests give them us strength to endure uh what they're facing, but it doesn't surprise me, Paul that it's the German prelates that are going after them because and I'm not I, mean, I guess I know so many good Catholics that are Germans, so many mm-hmm. good Catholics uh I mean Scott Hahn is part German, one of the greatest That's theologians right. of our lifetime, yeah, Lutheran reverse. <laughs> Yeah, Luther in reverse, but 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 objectively speaking, Paul, when you look at a lot of the problems that we've been dealing with in the church, theologically, even Scott Hunt has told me this. uh, He's told me this in several discussions. It comes from the German theology. They they've just gone off the rails, and it seems to me like they they imbibe the spirit of Luther, they imbibe the spirit of Nietzsche. Uh, You know, you have a, a lot of a lot of Germans, Karl Rahner uh, you know, uh, Bultmann, a lot of these Germans, Paul, that little by little have just been going off the rails. And now we're at the point where you have, again, German prelates that openly are are, are want to bless uh, homosexual weddings. And so when you have two Orthodox Polish priests towing the Catholic line, so to speak, these guys are facing jail time.
2: Yeah, I mean, hey, let's look at... Uh... Uh, You know, the birth of the the Communist Manifesto, you know what I mean? A German philosopher, right? (laughs) A lot of, you know, German people are, you know, there's a certain brilliance there, Jess, but at the same time, you know, you need to temper that with the Holy Spirit of God because uh, uh, pride and different things get in there and, uh, you know, they can have completely different outcomes.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's right. Paul, well, I want to switch gears. Uh, well, I want to talk about fasting ne- next Monday. I, I want to do a deep dive because there's a lot we want to say about fasting. Yeah. But uh, Friday's the big day, obviously. The The Pope is going to consecrate Russia and Ukraine to the Immaculate Heart of Mary I, I, along with all the bishops around the world. I, I, every single day I hear more body of bishops that are jumping on board with the consecration. Now, this is powerful when a when a bishop... Consecrates along with the Pope Consecration means you're giving something Entirely over to God You're surrendering it to God And only a bishop has that apostolic authority To really do a full consecration of a country Or location Mm -hmm. of a place or of a city So if this happens As per Our Lady's request Now I know that some people are nitpicking They're saying Oh but Our Lady didn't say to, to consecrate Ukraine Just to consecrate Russia Well I would say that Ukraine was part of Russia before 1991, so uh, if the Pope and all the bishops mention Ukraine and Russia, I don't see a problem with that because uh, Ukraine was part of Russia for over a hundred years. I just hope it's done because again, it's the Matthew 7 7 principle: ask and you'll receive. And so, if the popes are the Pope and bishops are asking uh, Our Lady to 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 basically to consecrate Russia to Our Lady, what does that mean to consecrate? Mm-hmm. Well, we 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 know from 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 Mariology that, and we also know this from from case studies and spiritual warfare from on the ground studies. Whatever you give to the Blessed Mother is hands off to Satan, because she's the Immaculate One, full mm-hmm. of grace, all holy, uh, predestined by God uh, to be the Mother of God, Mater Dei. So whatever is consecrated to, to our lady, to the Lord through our lady, is hands off to Satan. Because if there's one person that has base that that has that shares in the attributes of Christ, her son, is the blessed virgin Mary. And I'll say, for example, only two people in the Holy Bible are called full of grace. Yeah. That's right. Jesus in yeah. John chapter one, verse 14, and Mary in Luke 128, full of grace. And so when you look at the attributes of our Lord, he shares them with our lady. In fact, I wrote a book on it. Everything that says about Jesus in the New Testament, he shares with our lady. And I can show you the Bible verses in reference. So whatever you give to our lady, a country, a city, your family, your marriage, yourself, it's hands off to Satan. So this Friday, if done right, could be a game changer in the world. It could even stop this war. It could It could bring... And now, Now, both sides, Paul... I'm not saying that there's saints on either side. I mean there's there's a there's a lot to be uh desired on both sides. Uh but I can tell you this that uh one of the things that about the Ukraine, it's they're trying to bring it into the European Unions. Why? Because they want it to become a woke nation.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And this is one of the things, and don't get me I'm not saying Putin's a saint. That's All right. I'm just saying is that Putin doesn't agree with the woke ideology. And Putin, and Putin happens to be right on that issue
2: completely.
0: Yeah.
2: You know, I like to say it like this, Jess, uh, I think that in many instances, Putin's cause, you know, uh, you know he may have the right uh, idea in resisting this evil because it is evil, this woke ideology, but uh, you know, war is never the answer, right? So, uh, and, and what I say is evil plus evil never equals good, you know? So you, you got one evil and another evil coming against it, uh, which is the war and the killing of innocent civilians, which is evil, right? Uh, it, 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 you know, it never equals good.
1: No, it doesn't. What war is a uh, war is hell. I forget which, which, uh, which American general said that Arthur. and, uh, was and also the the blessed virgin mary said that uh war is the consequence for our sin. Uh what we're seeing here Paul is is uh, we're seeing uh essentially this uh the fourth industrial revolution this 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 rapid change to technology and industry and and all these you know interconnectivity with the internet to make these smart robots this is one of the things that these woke nations are trying to bring to the world. implant microchips again. Well, uh, again, they want to change
2: what it means to be human, Jess. Uh, and this it, this it strikes right back at the core, you know uh, when God created man uh, and, and at the end of the day, it was very good. You see, and when God says something is very good, you can't improve upon that. Okay, (laughs) you can't improve upon that Uh, uh, when God, you know, man doesn't, you know, this whole ideology springs forth from the idea that we can achieve whatever we want to achieve without God. You know, we can have our own morality and that just does not fly when it comes to people
1: of faith. And again, that's why every every Catholic, what I pray every day for is I pray for all the innocent victims that are dying uh, as a result of what's going on over in Ukraine and Russia. Yes, yes. I and also always, remember, we represent the Prince of Peace, so as Catholic Christians, we should always also be praying for peace. And the only way peace is going to come is if people have conversions. That's people, right. And, once people uh, entirely surrender themselves to the Lord Jesus Christ, that's how you're going to have peace. You're not going to have peace through political posturing, you know you're hey. not gonna ha- you're not gonna have peace through you know united nations consultations the only way we're gonna have peace paul is through people surrendering themselves and that's both sides surrender themselves to the lord jesus christ and his holy gospel
2: yeah listen just like the old bumper stickers used to say jesus uh jess n-o jesus n-o peace no jesus no peace uh KNOW Jesus, KNOW peace. He is the prince of peace. And, uh, uh, and and until we acknowledge that, until man realizes that, like it says in sacred scripture, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways. That's repentance, Jess, right? Yeah. Then that's when the blessings come, Jess.
1: That's when God
2: pours out his blessings.
1: That's right. And uh, that's why as Catholics, we have to be doing our part. According to the Fatima promise, we have to be praying our rosaries every single day. Every single Amen. day. Amen. Uh, Amen. It, because, as, as, again, as Catholics, that's the rosary is basically, all Catholics are called to be archers. Remember the Old Testament, how you protected your house? The men were, the men were watchmen. They stood on the wall of Israel. They saw the enemy coming. Okay, so their watchmen. Ah, the enemy's coming. Okay, close the gates. Now the men went from watchmen to grab your bow and arrow. They went from watchmen to archers. The defenders. Mm-hmm. Yes. So as Catholic men, we watch the signs of the times, and we watch. Ah, oh, okay, we see evil rising over here. So we go from watchmen to archers. What are the art? In fact, the Bible calls in the in the book of Psalms several and t- several Psalms it calls prayer arrows we're called to fire arrows now fire away and if you're praying your holy rosary every day you're firing at least 53 arrows over to the enemy arrows of what arrows to give them the grace of conversion arrows arrows to stave off the enemy and also these arrows help you out because you know what it does it it affords protection for your marriage for your household these Mm. also what it does this meditative prayer it takes custody of your intellect because when... I like again, it. Yeah, when, when the enemy is trying to get... How do demons uh, attack human beings? They attack you through your emotions. And this is when you, when you get involved in meditative prayer, med, like the rosary, you lock in, like I did this morning before I went to Mass, on the life of Jesus Christ, the joyful mysteries today. Guess what? I'm purifying my intellect by, by repeating to myself the doctrines and dogmas of Christianity. And also, I'm taking custody of my intellect from negative thoughts, bad thoughts, evil thoughts. And, yeah. and at the same time, I'm firing off arrows into the cosmos uh, to help out the body of Christ. Because, Amen. Because as Catholics, remember, we're dealing with an ancient enemy. And what's required to fight an ancient enemy are ancient weapons like meditative prayer. Paul?
2: Yeah, listen, I like that analogy that you use about arrows, Jess, because even in sacred scripture, it says children are like arrows and blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them. We're to be raising our children in the strength of Christ and teaching them what the word of God is so that they can go out and be weapons, uh, weapons for Christ in this world.
1: Amen. Good stuff. Well, Jesus 911, two man car. We're out. E.O.W. End of watch. Up next, Gary Machuda. Hands-on apologetics coming to you from the Midwest Command Center. To the rest of you, I say, pray hope and don't worry. we is useless. God is Amen. merciful and will hear our prayer. We are out.